I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. Today on Owned and Operated, Jack and I talk marketing. We talk how plumbing is doing, which hint, it's going well. Jack's plumbing department is killing it. Uh, And then we talk about an event that Jack and I are hosting up in my new headquarters for home service companies that want to break the 5 million mark. This is a great episode. I know that I, for one, really enjoyed hearing how plumbing was going. Plumbing has a special place in my heart. And Jack needed it because he had a rough week. So thanks for tuning in twice a week with Owned and Operated. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. Owned and Operated. Owned and Operated, where you get owned and operated. Uh, Yes. I keep pitching Kristen. For the listener, Kristen is the human behind Owned and Operated. She's great. She's amazing. I keep like pitching Kristen on, hey, I need some Owned and Operated swag. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be sick, man. And when we bring on guests, like I want them to get like a shirt or a hat or something, and it's going to be like, you got owned and operated. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. There's, uh, there's a lot of funny wordplay with that. You could really drive and brand with owned and operated. Yeah. Everybody look out. It's going to be free merch. If you want a free t-shirt and you know anything about home service in any way at all, come on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. You'll get a shirt. But yeah, I need a hat too, just like you got up. That's a whole, I want some hats. And yeah. My, I got a big old ball. Yeah, I, I see the glare. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's good. All right, man. Let's check back in. How's plumbing been going? So you're like a month deep. In yeah. The big I don't think it's a month. Yet. I want to say it's three weeks, but it might be just a month. Okay. Somewhere in there. I talked last week about, we did about 20K in plumbing just on some tankless. We've been continuing selling tanked water heaters. It slowed down. Like you actually called it. You said, Jack, you have the initial right now. You're going to get the initial flow from your first emails from the people who need it. But how are you? I've, keep I've re-listened to that the, the other day. And I think exactly what I said was like, so what happens December 1st? Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly it. We burned through those first calls and they were beautiful calls. Now... It's been more of a struggle. So that first month, that first couple of weeks was really easy. Since then, he still had a full schedule, which has been awesome. And Michael has been to own and operate his and schedule operate. and yeah. keep it yeah. full. <laughs> and so how do I put this? It's still good. We are extremely excited about the yeah. numbers he's producing. And we're just trying to build systems around that. I think by the end of one month, we'll be somewhere at a, a six figures, low six figures. That's crazy, man. Which, and to put for everyone out there, that's, I don't know, 5% of our business, a little bit more yeah. for that month, especially in the shoulder season, maybe 10% in the shoulder season. Well, 10% of our business on the year, but for the shoulder season, yeah. it's great. It's about 50% yeah. of our business. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's awesome. We are really excited about that. You're going to full pivot to plumbing. Man, this is, this is my prediction. I, I, you just lost all these guys. Now you're just like, let's go, oh, let's go do some drains. Hey, drains are legit. We've done a few drains so far. The guy's great too. I don't know how you pay yeah. your plumbers. I don't know why, if I really want to talk about this, but I'm going to anyway, because we're completely out in the open. We just do 20% commission. Yeah. We don't do that, but I think that works. Yeah. And it was a big risk for him. And that's why I talk so much about, hey, I just want to keep his schedule full. 
So I keep his schedule full. It's on him, right? Anything he makes, great. If he needs to make, you know, obviously yep. you need to ROI on gas and insurance and everything, but it's really low overhead for us. He either yep. produces or plumbing's a failure and we shut it down, give this van to an HVAC guy. Yeah. I think plumbing can never fail. Yeah. That's I've learned that. The number one rule with plumbing. Even if it but... just sinks or toilets. Well, I, I think that's everything. the beautiful thing with plumbing, right? And electric. Tossing that over wait, wait, to wait, Nashville. If you pick it up if you like, you don't if you don't. Like you can run a good one to three man shop in plumbing and electric. And HVAC, you just can't. Like mm-hmm. you just need more. You need the service guys. You need the comfort advisor. You need the installer. And obviously you are doing way better at HVAC than we were when we had your team size. Like way better. Like we are just getting HVAC figured out. And it's four and a half million of revenue for us. And we're just like, we might have this, you know, but HVAC definitely, it gets a lot better with scale, but it was really tough when it was small. Now it's like, okay, like in the last six months, yeah, I've been pretty public with my distaste for HVAC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have actually, I specifically yeah, remember that earlier. Very public about it. But no, the last six months, like, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, 12 grand a day per crew? Really? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's sick. But I think it's harder to get, like you said, when it comes down to it. Plumbing has been very easy if you give him the calls because he's an installer slash salesperson slash tech. Mm-hmm. So there's no delineation. You don't need three different crews. You don't have to hire an install person. Yeah who is different from your tech, who's different from your salesperson. You can consolidate that with an HVAC, but just it's... You you end up splitting it up later inside Mm -hmm. plumbing the same way you do HVAC, but that's more of a capacity problem. Mm -hmm. It's a skill set problem, but like you've got a unicorn, so let it run, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I need to check back in and and let you know at that month mark what we ended up doing. A hundred grand first out of the gate would be amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, for a while, especially in the beginning, the Facebook and TikTok, um, yeah, ads for plumbing were fire. We had a, yeah. a cost per acquisition less than thirty dollars for. <laughs> Dude, for the- I again, I re-listened to the episode and I like I punched you in the air, like in the face. I was like, "Forget this guy." You were like twenty one dollars a yeah. lead, and I'm like, "Oh, this." <laughs> it's it's climbed yeah. since then, but it's still pretty good. I still think it's That's seventy good. or eighty, which is I would say yeah. probably closer to normal range. Yeah, still though, big job. We tried to run. And are still trying to run with exactly your meta playbook. And we got held back by like some verification thing where meta won't let us spend more than, I want to say 500 bucks a month. It's something like really low until we've had an account open for some amount of time. I don't know what the amount of Mm -hmm. time is, but that has been the struggle there. I think it's generating leads. I don't know if we've closed them or not, but like we're messing around with it. Yeah, I think you have to realize at the end of the day, so plumbing was an anomaly compared to HVAC. HVAC, yeah. we were lucky to close 10% leads. We were lucky to get 50% onto the phone. People are just fickle when it comes to that kind of stuff. They were scrolling, they hit it, it was passive, typed in their information, and then we never hear from them again. We're trying to figure that out better. I mean, we call instantly, we text instantly. There's a whole setup of automation. Now what we're trying to figure out is, hey, we have 2,000 leads of people who at one point were interested in us and installation of a high-ticket item. Can we reach back out to For them? For plumbing? 
mostly HVAC. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Drop that in the machine. That's what we're trying to do. I'm going back and yes. seeing how we can export that. Because even if we don't get them from, yep. they had some other company install them, sure. unit or whatever, we can still come back and hit them with, hey, we'd love to still earn your business model. Yeah. And see if we'd still turn that around and yeah. you know, have some cheap. We've already paid for it, so why not? 100%. I think you and I talked about this last week, yeah. how we're starting to think about lists differently um, than we have. I, I'm sure there's other people thinking about it this way. I don't think I'm like creative or anything, but we're just starting to think of like total accumulated list as that being a guiding metric for what we can drop into the machine. So hear me out on this one. This is all I've been thinking about. <laughs> Yes. Um, besides my terrible week last week. It sounds like plumbing's gone great. So Yeah. He didn't leave, so that, that's a big thing. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to toss you wins. I appreciate you know? the silver lining. <laughs> okay, so you're thinking about starting some kind of community to build the list or starting a newspaper to build the list. What if... Oh, by the way, we are doing that. Okay. Was that last week we talked about that? Two weeks ago. Dude, yeah, we did it. That's like, awesome. It's sick. We got the groundwork set up and then our marketing team, we just brought on two more people. So we're bringing on like a full-time photo videographer. Kale is so beautiful. It's so good, dude. It's That's so good. It. But so yeah, full-time video, photo, helping us scale GMB, like design. There's a bunch of stuff inside that role, but we're going to be blowing up our video. So like the mm -hmm. meta constraint is a real problem. But we're pumped, like new videos, new photos, all over everything, all the time, everywhere. That's going to be sick. Yeah. So we built the groundwork, and then the two new people coming in, their role is basically to take it from where we have it, where we've now retargeted who we want. We have two distinct go-to-markets that we're going to be giving uh -huh. a shot. We designed the brand. We designed like how we're making it look, because it's not going to look like our brand. And we figured out what we think is going to be pretty attractive. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> That's going to be fun. We did that like Friday. Like I think you and I talked about it Wednesday and like we were done on Friday Boom. and like just waiting for basically a person to start mm -hmm. to run with it. So we're aiming for 100,000 contacts inside that business in a oh year. Oh my gosh, that'll be so neat. Yeah, that's exciting. So what I was chewing on though the other day to take a step back was rather than building something that then you go out and collect list of emails, right? Yeah. There's people in your community that already have those lists of homeowners that you want. Real estate yeah. agents or what, what got me thinking of it as I saw this history, I read how businesses started and, you know, business third. And so I was looking at how all states started on the back of Sears, right? And now Sears, the company is gone, right. practically doesn't exist for all intents and purposes, but all is this multi-billion dollar giant. Yeah. And it started as the Sears tire, like a conglomerate of Sears in their catalog as a tire company and then turned into insurance. And then it was in all of their stores. And so it was built on the back of another company. And so yeah. I wonder for smaller guys out there, right? Who in your community can you offer your services? Say, Hey, yeah. you know, when you know, offer all your pizza, anyone who buys a yep. pizza from your company, give them a free maintenance, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But then part of that's getting access to their list. Because you don't really care about, hey, you give out a couple hundred free maintenances, you get some emails there. But if you can get them to somehow work with their list to your list, yeah, then I think that'd be a big win. I think you have to like list curation and maybe I'm overthinking this. So if someone out there listens to this and you think I'm overthinking it, 
let me know. But I think that list curation is, I almost don't want other people to do it for me because I think you can just go buy lists. Like I can go buy a list for nine cents a contact, right? No email that I get off of Meta is going to be as cheap as that nine cent email. Mm-hmm. But like, how much data am I getting? Am I getting the SMS? And are they opting in? That's important. Very important. And then like, the way we're thinking about other lists is how do we compare home age to home value to household income to population on that street? And all of that is U.S. Census data. Like, this isn't me reinventing the wheel. Like, you can go on U.S. Census and get yeah. that information. And I think that hour of effort is worth more than someone else's curated list. Because what I think is a good list is 15-year-old homes. I would love 15-year-old homes. Water heater's about to die. Furnace is about to die. Roof's about to die. They're about to go into the most maintenance-heavy five years of their life in a 15-year-old home. And I want to be the guy. Yeah, we So, like, how do I do that? that. 100%. Yeah. Or, like, how do you own those neighborhoods? So, that's what we're thinking about for cold lists is, like, really big emphasis on home value, home age, and then density to our location. Yeah. And I don't know that I'll get that list from anybody else. And U.S. Census will give it to me for, I think, basically free. Boom. That's a nugget for everyone right there. Yeah. I didn't know that until a couple hours ago. But, like, it was free. It wasn't that complicated. And then we threw it against chat GPT to get home values. Yeah, because, I mean, what we've been doing is just our drive. When we have people in those neighborhoods, we look at the age of the home. We look at, you know, the stuff. And that's how we've been curating that. And we haven't done anything with it. So, that I mean, we thought about doing mailers. But still, it's such a low hit percentage. On And then when you're shrinking, your I think the size, hit percentage gets bigger, right? Because I think everyone's, hey, yeah, hit percentage is 1% on direct mail. And my response is how good's your list? Because if you're doing every door direct mail, I bet. But if you're yeah, sending, newer yeah, or newer homes are like, are you sending them to old homes, but the old homes are worth $10,000? So how good is that list? How much density do you already have in that location? Is your brand known? Mm-hmm. Are the homes in need of maintenance? Are you targeting homes built in the 70s with the federal Pacific panels that are illegal because they're about to burst on fire? Is that who you're targeting for panel replacements with panel promotions? I bet your hits rate is going to be higher than I'm going to blanket this zip code with a tune-up. Yeah, I think you can geofence that though with like Google ads or facebook ads i'm pretty sure that, that no you can't people. yeah you could retarget it yeah those and two. so i think that's the way you just spam them and then once they see that yeah versus mailer i just i'm not a big mailer fan it's never worked for me. so so we're doing both i think the real ticket is like how do you do all of it like why would one be enough so we're working on density right now so there's a couple communities that we really want to be more involved in they're close they have the attributes that we like they have the home age we like household income can afford us So what we want is more work there. So maybe they're only like a 5% of revenue or 2% of revenue zip code for us. And we'd like it to be much, much more. We're hitting them from every angle. So like, how do the ISRs reach out to them? How do we think about that? How do we retarget the heck out of everybody in there? How do we follow them around on meta? And how do we drop mailers on them, depending on the age of their home? I don't think it's one or the other, but like, this is an active experiment. Where like we're going to watch over, we think revenue should change weekly and raise weekly. Okay, we opened up a new Google My Business in this town that we don't do much work in. Mm -hmm. Then we started sending mailers. Then we started retargeting. Then we started dropping YouTube ads. 
Then we started calling. Yeah. Can this become a $300,000 a month zip code for us? So that's what we're trying to do now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. No, that's neat. I wish we could do that. Rich did it when he was your size. I'm trying to think and calculating out because mailers aren't that much. You could probably do mailers. We could probably continue with advertising. I was thinking about YouTube. That That's pretty good. I haven't really chewed on that too much. Sure We're adding like a full-time video guy. Yeah. So for us, like anything video is suddenly like, how do we own it better than anybody else? When we're in those neighborhoods, we make sure, have you heard of box nines, door no. hangers? The, the, okay, idea, yeah. the idea with the box nine is, and I'm asking you personally, do you know your neighbor three doors down to the left? No, but I just moved. Oh, hold on. Do you know your neighbor next door? No. So the idea is you pick the house you're in, right? You do a good job. Who are they most likely to talk to? The two neighbors to the right and the left, and then the three neighbors across the street. So one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know why I call it box nine. Box six, maybe? Maybe the three behind you? Yeah. And so the idea is that you know the neighbors closest to you. So when you're putting door hangers, you door hangers left, right, and the three across the street. Yeah. For the highest hit rate and the highest kind of, hey, referral rate of, of good neighbors. We just started that. I'm, I'm real excited to see how that goes. Yeah, I think that's sick. But Rich did this when he was like a million something. And it was the same mm-hmm. thing. He just started testing it and it wasn't that complicated. He was like, okay, I want more in this zip code. So I'm going to focus on this zip code. And it's easy to track on Service Titan's like map thing. Yeah. Did revenue go up? Was the green darker? Yeah. And he was... It wasn't big. And like when we're doing mailers, we're not dropping like 10 grand a month of mailers. It's 1500 bucks, $2,000. These are tight. And it's because the list is tight. So this is back to like list formation. We're curating tight lists that we feel like will convert higher than average. If I was just blanketing a zip code, I would both spend more and convert less. But we're saying, okay, we want this age home, this house value, this household income, these other characteristics that we retarget. Well, that makes sense. When you're looking at it from a 32,000 foot level, C, or from not a 32,000 foot level, a close level, more marketing, more spend, really you're reducing everything, right? You're only targeting a couple neighborhoods yeah. in that zip code. So it's, instead of spending yeah. 2,000 our, our spend has gotten leaner yeah. over the years. I saw that. Like I spend roughly 3.5%. Yeah, 3.5%. Yeah. So from a dollar's perspective, oh. I spend at my current size, $10,000 a month more on marketing than I did when I was half my current size. $10,000. That's what we're talking about here. Because we've gotten like more specific, yeah, more honed in on our lists. But yeah, spend has not gone out of control. But we keep a tight eye on it and we try to be efficient. Yeah, that, that's the key, right? Is ROI and making sure on top of it. But um, yep. I know we talked about last week Gross, very important, really terrible. That was a really good segue. <laughs> Jack and I, one of the missions of the show here is to help companies grow. And we think it's fun. And we're all here in the same boat, pushing towards the same end. So one of the things we're excited about is we're going to be hosting an event at my location in Stowe, Ohio, if you want to make your way up in March. So it's March 19th through the 21st. I think it's actually like basically two days of actual programming. Just come in the 19th for basically dinner, happy hour, that type of thing. But it's going to be on my physical site. We're going to be spending two days together. What we're going to be talking about is how to break the 5 million mark. 5 million is a big deal. 5 million is where a lot of stuff opens up. We've been talking about that number for 
I don't know, a couple of weeks now, we're like, yeah, okay, you get a recruiter around that size. You bring on this team member at that size, maybe your service managers. You get access to more. You start branding at that size. So five million is a big transformative number for home service companies. So we're going to be talking for those two days about how to break five million and get yourself up into the big boys. Yeah, we're pumped. Who do you think should be attending, Jack? Who do you think would be a, a perfect attendant? I mean, for, this? for me, if you have a lot of the same questions that I've had in the past couple of weeks, like you wanted to ask John these exact same things, you're screaming, Jack, why aren't you asking him? This is for you. You're a sub five million company, one million plus probably to four, and you're looking for the extra bomb on, hey, what systems do I need to put into place and how do I get to that five million mark mm-hmm. so that... I'm out of this owner's hell zone and I get into a little bit more of a fun and easy, I wouldn't say easier to manage different problems, but maybe yeah. more fun. Yeah. So what we're going to be talking about, it's going to be two days of programming and obviously it's going to be at my place of business. So that is cool from my perspective because one of the most transformative things that has happened for me is site visits. And I actually had someone that I met from Twitter. He was just up at our location yesterday or the day before, hung out with us for a couple hours. He was at that 4 million mark, very transformative moment for him. And he had gone and seen us and he went and saw a company twice my size in Pennsylvania. And he just got a ton out of both of those. And I remember being at that size and going and seeing larger shops and being like, holy smokes. And what I shared with him yesterday, it's kind of funny. Like some of the problems that I'm working on now, like call center has been like a real journey. And some of the problems that I'm working on now, I'm referring back to notes from site visits that I did in 2021. Uh, it can really change your business. I've always tried to give back. And like tons of people over the past couple of years that met me on Twitter have stopped by because I remember how impactful it was for me to see larger companies. Okay, but what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about infrastructure. What does physical location have to look like? Which are the tools you need? What does software look like in order for you to hit that 5 million mark? We're going to be talking about pricing. How do you price? How do you figure that out? How do you sell? What does the selling process look like? We're going to be taking some of the recruitment stuff that we've been talking about in the last few episodes. We're going to be diving deeper, giving some job descriptions, giving some pathways to recruit. Uh, So recruitment's a big one. Can't grow without people. We're going to be talking about call center, how to structure your call center. Oh, dude, we're going to spend so much time. No, I know. It's a a big surprise. It's (laughs) a big surprise. We're not going to be talking about drains at any point in time either. Yeah, yeah. Most of it's going to be about drains. But yeah, (laughs) so when you flip over... Somewhere in that three to five, maybe even later, you have to change how your call center works. It's no longer just, oh, yeah, everybody call takes and dispatches. It's like now there's siloed roles and how to think about that. We're going to talk a lot about org chart, how you build teams, how you hire managers. We're going to be talking about fleet, how to scale your fleet. Do you buy? Do you lease? Benefits, pros, cons. And we're going to be spending a lot of time, as Jack and I have here on the show, we're going to be spending a ton of time on marketing tactics for both digital and traditional. So obviously, we're employing all types of stuff in our marketing that is very non-traditional, as well as just paying the Google tax. So we're going to be diving pretty deep into all that. So that's the programming for two days. It's going to be pretty sick. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think this is going to be transformative for us as well. This is huge. So worked in people go and find more information on this or yeah. sign up? I believe we can put links in the bio. Christian will put a link in the bio. We can also go check it out at ownedandoperated.com. There's a little button at the top for workshops. Click on it. It's right there. Should be fun. We're hoping to do 
a few of these a year. Obviously, it's at my physical locations. So like space, it's not like Hold so, Conf where yeah, we can have like 130 nice. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a tight group. So we're going to do a few of these a year, and we were going to do a couple at this size of the breaking 5 million. We were going to do a few of breaking 10 million. Obviously, different group, really different challenges. And then if there's enough people, maybe a breaking 15. I think this is fun. I know that I'm going to get a ton out of it, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just excited to help people and excited for it to be a good time. Yeah, and so what size are we looking at for this? Where are we expecting it to be? Just so I want people to understand. Yeah, we're probably going to cap it like a little over 30 people. So that's about the size that would comfortably fit inside our training room and everyone would get the most value. 30 is the size that really, if you have questions, if you have specifics, you can sit yeah. there, we can workshop. You can still yeah, dive We can in. dive really deep into some of these topics that we, we dive deep on every week and versus, yeah, there's, I think there's a space for this right now versus there's a lot of big embeds in like SMB yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Those are great and all, but there's no real opportunity to sit down and ask. We're going to be deep diving with my team in my building, like into the nooks and crannies of how things work. And yeah, I definitely don't think you could do that with a larger group. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the important meat comes out as well, right? Generalistically, you could read a Twitter post and say, hey, this is how you do something. But to really get into the depths of why and how to implement what are the problems how are we yep. going to overcome those? That's what we're going to focus on to really get us, all of you, to the five million and above mark. Heck yeah. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it'll be fun. Maybe we'll it's have some merch by then too. Yeah, I got to hand out some like shirts. You got owned. You got operated. I don't know. I don't that know. has to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll workshop that one. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you want to hear more about the workshop, ownedandoperated.com. Go to workshops. There's going to be some information. Uh, you can read the programming. You can read the schedule. It's good stuff on there. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Wilson Companies. And at the HVAC Jack. Thanks for tuning in. Come back next week. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated, the podcast for home service entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at at Wilson Companies. I'll see you next time.